Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter, chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. Remember this, who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Our second reading is Proverbs 1, um, first chapter rather, uh, verses 1 through 7, actually 2 through 7. For granting wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. The message this morning pertains to Christianity and education. In order to get your attention, I think I need to tell you a story first. A minister told his congregation, next week I plan to preach about the sin of lying. To help you understand my sermon, I want you to read Mark chapter 17. The following Sunday, as he promised to, li- to, to deliver his sermon, the minister asked the congregation for a show of hands. How many people had read Mark chapter 17? All of the hands went up. The minister smiled and said, Mark has only 16 chapters. I will now Proceed with my sermon on lying. (laughs) What a setup. Picture a small Christian elementary school. Students are lined up outside the cafeteria. Inside the cafeteria is a long table. On the nearest end to the students is a large container containing shiny, red, rosy apples. Next to the apples is a note printed by an adult. 
The note reads, Take only one apple, the Lord is watching. At the other end of the table is a plate of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. A note printed by a child reads, Take all you want, God is watching the apples. (laughs) Oh my, (laughs) is that my message on education? Okay, since Christianity is a part of my message, allow me to share my Christian background with you. This is part of that business of getting to know you in a church merger. Uh, Many of you know that my first name is Gary. A lot of you, perhaps most of you, don't know that. Okay, here's a short and quick of it. I was born and raised in Moorhead, Minnesota you know, way up north. As far back as I can remember, I attended both Sunday school and church in Moorhead at Grace Methodist Church. I participated in church activities. I sang in the choir. I was confirmed in ninth grade. I participated in Methodist Youth Fellowship. And I was even a member of the basketball team and the fast-pitch softball team. By the way, we won uh, first place uh, both years I participated. (laughs) In college, I attended Wesley Foundation at Moorhead State College. This is where I met Bev. Is she around here? (laughs) I'll consider that a positive. Bev and I have attended a Methodist church wherever we have lived. We came to Elgin in the fall of 1969. We became members of Wesley UMC right away. We both joined the chancel choir. I was nominated for the finance committee, and before I knew it, I was teaching a Sunday school class to the high schoolers. We continued to be active for 50 years, and at the conclusion of that 50 years, of course, we did a merger with Epworth. Okay, how about the education part? The second part of my message involves education, so what is my educational background? I attended Moorhead Public Schools for grades 1 through 12 and graduated in the spring of 1960. Now you know how old I am. (laughs) I began my college training at Moorhead State College. Now it's a branch of the University of Minnesota at Moorhead. But at that time, it was a state college. I graduated four years later with a bachelor's degree in education. (laughs) Okay, remember, I said education is part of this. My first teacher's job was at Port Huron Northern High School, located in Port Huron, Michigan, about 50 miles north of Detroit. I taught general science and biology. I then accepted, after three years, I accepted a teaching assistantship back in Minnesota at St. Cloud State University. And what I was doing was teaching biology half-time and I was taking uh, classes towards my master's degree in biology, the other half. 
Bev and I were recruited to teach here in Elgin back in the spring of 1969. Does anybody remember Harvey Eisner? Okay, he recruited me. And I remember after uh, 45 minutes of what was supposed to be a 30-minute interview, <laughs> he offered me a contract and then as an afterthought said, by the way, are you married? And I said, yeah. What does your wife do? Well, she's a kindergarten teacher. I've got four positions for her. <laughs> four. <laughs> okay, so uh, after uh, Harvey dragged me over to uh, Larkin High School, he was assistant principal at, in the fall of 1969, I proceeded to teach 28 years at, um, at Larkin High School, and that included... Uh, names of people like Kellenberger and Lawson. <laughs> My last three years in U46, I taught at Bartlett High School. Those were the first three years they were in business before retiring for the first time. I've taught at two universities, St. Cloud State and Judson University right here in Elgin. I've taught at four high schools, Port Huron Northern in Michigan, Larkin right here in Elgin, Bartlett High School, Highland Park in, uh, uh, over by Lake Michigan, and also at St. Edwards. So I've had a little bit of a, a peek at that Christian side of high school education. I've taught at three community colleges, White Bear Lake in Minnesota, Harper Junior College, and... Elgin Community College. Okay, now you know all about me. You probably understand uh, more about me than, than I do. Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. The scripture reference which Randy just read from Proverbs, it was direction from wise King Solomon and the gist of the thing was gain wisdom and instruction. Isn't this the basis of education? Let me be clear when I say that I am in favor of education and learning. My message this morning is to encourage Journey of Hope to provide support for, you guess it, higher education. I will do this by reviewing Journey of Hope's educational endowments, of which there are two. First, allow me to share information with you pertaining to the Blankenship Scholarship. When I came to uh, JOH, that was just the name, okay, Blankenship. Since that time, I've found out a whole lot more about it since I'm chairperson of endowments. George Blankenship and his wife Norma made Epworth their home church. George earned his master's degree from Northern Illinois University. He taught in school district U46 until his retirement. George passed away in 2007. He appreciated the financial help that he re had received, and he wanted to give back through Epworth, his home church of more than 50 years. 
The scholarship fund was a way in which he could give back. Okay, please now listen to what an endowment for a scholarship involves. A sum of money is provided to financially support a scholarship. In the Blankenship example, a home was gifted to Epworth. An endowment is designed to go on for many, many years. Here's how it works. The initial amount of money is called a corpus. That's a Latin term that means body. In this case, a body of money. The corpus is invested to raise money in the form of interest and dividends. The earned interest is used to spend for the intended purpose of that particular endowment. Therefore, the corpus is never spent. It goes on and on and on. The Blankenship corpus is not a fixed amount. It goes up and down with the stock market valuations. And I'll throw in this, uh, according to the way it's written, 5% of that corpus may be spent in a calendar year. The scholarship has been gifted to 10 different students. They have been gifted for as few as one year and as many as four. They have collected together slightly less than $102,000 from the years 2013 to 2021. And now the Merrill Scholarship. The Merrill Scholarship began in a different manner than the Blankenship. Ray Merrill's wife, Jane, passed away in the year 1985. Money contributions were made to her in the form of memorials. Ray, Jane's husband, decided to group all of the cash together and form a scholarship. However, the amount that was gathered was not enough to establish a meaningful corpus. So what did he do? Ray was a lawyer, and what he did was he farmed out his services as a lawyer for doing things like writing wills. Then he asked for a free will donation to the Jane Merrill Scholarship. After two years, the first of the scholarships was granted in the year 1987. Since 1987, the Merrill Scholarship has award, been awarded to 58 different individuals. The total amount of the money gifted has been $60,000. Both the Merrill Scholarship and the Blankenship Scholarship have been successful. However, a criticism has been raised concerning the Blankenship. It is only awarded to students enrolling in a four-year university. Okay, why is that a problem? Because most students in the Elgin area begin their advanced uh, education at uh, community college, 
the high cost of a four-year university is a detriment. Thinking back to my teaching experience at Larkin High School, the last year that I was there, 55% of the Larkin High School graduates enrolled at Elgin Community College. Why? It's convenient. They can live at home, and there's a low tuition. Another concern voiced at our April 27 uh, church council was for a concerted effort to extend this scholarship to minorities. The following proposal was made by Mary Van Slyke. Quote, I am proposing that Journey of Hope offer a community college scholarship to attend community college to a student or students of color. The amount should be a minimum of $1,000. As a congregation, we have a strong commitment to education. There are already two scholarships for people who have been active in the congregation. In addition, Andy Lindstrom has hopes to get an initial scholarship started for a Spirit Lake, North Dakota student with fundraising to begin this month. Establishing two new scholarships at Journey of Hope is ambitious. If we want these scholarships to be endowed to continue on and on, it requires money. Now I would reference 2 Corinthians, which was read by Randy Riatu this morning. And uh, pardon me for repeating, but there's a message here. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he proposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always, having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. An opportunity to help out financially will occur here at Journey of Hope on Saturday, June the 26th. On Saturday, June the 26th, there will be a cookout. Pulled pork sandwiches and hamburgers. Dinner will be at 5 o'clock. There will be a concert at 6. I hope that includes you guys. (laughs) Okay. All proceeds for a scholarship to Spirit Lake and a student to ECC. I encourage each of you to attend and consider providing a financial offering. Thank you to you all for your patience and amen. And now this morning's benediction. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory, with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. 
Amen.